Welcome to MTGP Australia, a podcast showcasing the up-and-coming Muay Thai Grand Prix show right here in Australia with your hosts, Gavin Fuller and Darius Douch. As you guys are aware, we have announced the main event on the October 14 show. The Muay Thai WBC heavyweight belt is up for grabs and it's going to be fought here at Curtin Stadium with Perth's own WBC international champion and world number one, Alex the Viking Roberts, challenging the WBC world heavyweight champion, Lyndon Knowles. Thank you so much for inviting me and giving me this opportunity to have a chat with you boys. Now, before we start, Gabe, have a, ha- have a look at this. Nice. We've got the bowler's hat on. We've got that beautiful moustache. We've got the WBC World Heavyweight uh, strap in green uh, strapped over your shoulder, mate. What a what an impressive look that is. Yeah, yeah. I, I was saying offline, it reminds me of a, uh, a UK knick-knack uh, James Bond baddie from uh, James Bond, you know, rival with the spin. I hope it hasn't got, like, uh, steel <laughs> razor blades in it when you, like, spin it off and it kills people, uh, like in the old James Bond. I don't need that. I don't <laughs> need that. But I do, He's I his d- own, Jake. But he'll make James Bond piss. Yeah, but <laughs> but I do I do like your unique style, so you are a bit of a character, and I do like you. I actually, Thank you. I actually followed you for quite a long time, and, and your, your brother... Uh, Christian, Christian Christian fought my good friend Glenn Crossway for the UKMF world title quite a long time ago when we were 20 at, years ago wasn't yeah, it yeah when we were at Turbin's gym yeah so we actually I think it was when you were at Minotaur's gym then and uh, a very long yeah. time very long time ago now Lyndon but yeah that's uh, my connections from back home uh, from uh, Dean White and Michael Turbin's gym at Nonki Payu for a very long long time ago before Muay Thai really blew, blew up in the UK so, Lyndon, uh, mate, you, Gav hit the nail on the head. You, you're such a character. You've got that world-famous look. Uh, we, 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 we continue that look on our poster with the bowler hat and the moustache, and we've got the UK flag that we had kind of animated in front of you. Um, you are a character, but, you know, let's push the character aside for a second. Uh, mate, you're no joke. 75 wins, 15 losses and three draws. What's that? 93 bouts, Lyndon. Tell us a bit about your career. 93 bouts. I'm assuming you fought as a junior. I could be wrong if you've packed all that in as a senior. No, I, I just, um, I, I, I did a lot of the IFMA tournaments as well. So Beautiful. Maybe they how don't count on the professionals. Pardon? I said, how good is IFMA? Uh, it, it's, it's the top level tournament at the moment. I know the WBC are trying to grow their one as well. What I think there's plenty of room for, for so both good. in this sport. Oh, yeah. Look, Look how big, big the sport is, but if at the moment is the one to be in, and a lot of professionals still do it, so that's why I sort of still keep it on my record. So I did, a, I did three or four of them. Um, so I still, so you'd get four fights every time you do them. So I did a lot of that, and then, um, yeah, I just managed to to rack them up the fights through the years. 
And 93 fights. I've been doing that, it 20 years now. Yeah. Wow, Linda, 20, no, 93 fights, mate. That, that's that's a hell of a lot of fights. That's a lot of fight camps. That's a lot of training. That's a lot of lot of uh, weigh-ins, mate. A lot of weight cut. T- tell us a bit about your career and how it's been thus far. So it's been exciting. I mean, so I can't I can't complain, obviously. So I started at heavyweight. I'm back there now. But um, so I started at heavyweight. I did all right. I sort of, I only lost to a few of the, the best in, in the world, well, in the UK. So I lost to Daniel Sams when I was just first coming up. I lost to Dillian White as well. Look, look where he is now. Mm. Um, so they're Names. the two main geezers that I lost to at heavyweight. But I, my dad passed away and I sort of went from being about 104 and I wasn't a massive heavyweight, but then I went to up to 130 and I was just a mess. 130 uh, kilos. But I was, and yeah, how, but I was still winning, so I was just six foot. Six foot, right. Okay, well, I'm I'm almost six two, so 130 kilos, That that I couldn't imagine that on someone six foot. That's that's a lot of weight, isn't it? Yeah, like, I mean, I had a massive belly. I mean, sometimes you couldn't figure out if I was wearing shorts, but... <laughs> Um, and and how long ago of, was that, Lyndon? How long ago? A, so that was probably about 15 years ago. And then oh, okay. I sort of, I fought Daniel Sams and I was like, do I really want to be Mediocre. taking knees off this these big guys? Mm. And I sort of was like, oh, I'm going to drop to 95. I done well at 95, won a fight at 95. I got offered a fight at 90 kilos. I was like, all right, sweet. I'm in, I'm in the, the balls rolling. Let's, yeah. let's keep going. I did that and then I got a phone call and I got offered a guy called Christian De Paolo who's been UK number one for about 12 years at uh, between 72 kilos and 84 kilos. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, look, no one else will fight him. Yeah. Will you take Christian De Paolo at 84 kilos? And I was like, geez, 84. I've just made I've just made 90 for the first time. Like, And I was like, but no one else was offering me a world title at the time and anything like that. And I was like, I mean... Chris is a good good saying, like, yeah, the opportunity will not present itself if you're not ready. Cut so, that yeah. Yeah. Was he at Wicked? So he I at, took it, I did it, and then... Was he at Wicked Camp? Pardon? Was he at Wicked Camp? Lindsay? Yeah. Yeah, he fought my good friend. Do you, remember, you know Simon Chew? He fought Simon Chew for the, the WMC world title at 76 back in Wakefield quite, yeah. a, long, quite a long time ago. Yeah, so I do. So, so, so we've you, got another geezer here, mate. Yeah. So luckily so, we've got someone so, here no, with York, the Yorkshire geezer, UK but, but, connection. But you went from yeah. you went from 130 kilos back down to 95. So you lost 35 kilos. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And then, and then I kept going, and then I fought Christian at 84 kilos wow. to win my first world title. So you went down another nine. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then the lightest I ever fought was 80 kilos, so I got down to 80 kilos. 80 before. Ki- How was your power? Oh, How was your yeah. power for that nausea at 80 kilos? Because I've been watching uh, some of your fights. Right. I did a job. Right, okay. I did a job, so. <laughs> so you lost That's 50 kilos. And I've, been watching, I've been watching some of your fights this week, and I've, I've got to say, we'll, we'll probably we'll talk a bit more about you and Alex in a second, but yeah. we'll come back to what I think is some of your, your strong skill sets, which um, is almost about every weapon that there is. But, um, you know, from what I've seen you, I've seen your fights at 95 kilos. You've got a lot of power in your shot. So did you, at 80 kilos, did you, were you still strong? Yeah, I, f- I felt it. I mean, yeah, I did a lot. I... I so I'm successful now as well, but I had a real good successful time there. I won three world titles between 84 and 86. And I even, right. I even won an ISK European title at 80 kilo, 81 kilos. Wow. So I, did, I, I was still cleaning up then. 
Yeah, well, mate, hats off to you to um, that's a that's a lot of weight divisions you've moved up and down, and to be successful at that weight and to be banging on with the big boys. I mean, I know you say you needed to drop to ninety five because the boys are so big, but ninety five kilos, man. There's still some big boys at that weight. Uh, there's a lot of big boys in Australia yeah. at ninety five kilos, let alone the world. Yeah. So, so what happened to me is I sort of it run me down a bit having to do the weight cuts because I, I was a bit like Ricky Hatton, you know, like out of camp. I was like 100 kilos, 105 kilos. And then having yourself. to drop to 86. I just sort of burnt myself out and I was yeah. like, I'm hating this. And then I had a mad fight. I don't know if anyone's seen it against Carlos. Um, Carlos de Grace from, from Manchester for WBC European title at 93 kilos. I didn't say um, that, no. And we had a massive... We had a massive war. I think it's on my Facebook pages. It's that. actually mental. He's the only person to what was actually his name? I'm just drop write that me. Down. What was his name, mate? Carlos. Carlos. Okay. De Grace, I think. Something like that. Yep. I'm it. terrible with names. I've been punched too much. <laughs> and he's the he's the first person to actually sort of give me, drop me with an eight count. Right. Like, and actually proper like TKO me, stop me. Wait, so how many times and have like, you been dropped out of 93 bouts? Uh, that's the only t- well. So I've been stopped about three times, but the only time I've ever not made the count. Um, wow! Like is that one properly time? off the floor, like not sort of is that, is, is once. That 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 so. that's a, that's amazing, mate. I mean, ninety three bouts for that to only happen <laughs> once. I mean, geez, ninety three bouts, Gav. I mean, I'm just trying to think how many it's people. It's pretty impressive. Like Perth's a very strong uh, Muay Thai city of Australia. Mo- you know, WA is a very strong Muay Thai. Uh, uh, state, state. Mm. and I don't think there's anybody currently fighting, not even Toby Smith or George Mann, um, who have had 93. Not bouts. as a Westerner, not as a Westerner. I'm talking about a Perth, a yeah, out of Perth people. We've probably had a couple in the past, but I think Red Daniel Lur- Dawson. Red yeah, Lur- yeah but I, I started fighting when it was on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, there's there's plenty of boys still in Perth. Um, you know, my, my I'm a bit older than, than Gab, but you know, I've been around since the 90s. Um, and even then, there's I, I think Riddler Darren Reese had about 70, seventy-five or seventy-six 70. bouts. Yep. Daniel Dawson maybe ninety odd combined with his boxing, his his kickboxing and his Muay Thai. He actually fought on one yeah. for his last uh, couple of bouts. But I don't think there's many. With, Took um, it hard against the penis. Yeah, I don't think there's <laughs> I don't think there's many fighters in WA. So you know, uh, around Australia what comes to mind will be you know John Wayne Parr at a hundred plus and maybe and and Bruce McPhee. But I think um, getting up towards 100 fights, that, that's impressive, mate. Is there, is there a cut-off? As a heavyweight. As a heavyweight, yeah, as a he- well, as heavyweight as a in different weights. Different is there a cut-off for you? Is there a milestone? Well, yeah. Is there a milestone? Is it 100 that you're looking for? No, I'm just looking to fight until I can't fight anymore. Yeah, nice. okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> can, I ask, can, I ask you, can I ask you, just jump in and ask a question now? I was, I was, so I, I, don't, I know a little bit about your background and your history, but have you always trained with Christian and has Christian always been your head coach or have you always, have you had other, other head coaches? Or, and then the other question no, is... So we, we were part of Minotaurs, me that's and right, Chris. That's right, so obviously yeah. we started at Minotaurs and then we took over a place in Burnout where we are now, where we're based mm. now, me and Chris, but we were running it as Minotaurs. So we were still, so we were sort of minor tours, but it was still sort of me and Chris. Mm. And then Paul Taylor was the guy that I he took me for my first few fights and was my trainer. But Chris, Chris has always been there. He's always padded it's me. Been in your corner. It's always been in your corner. Yeah. Yeah. So like, we just sort of like it wasn't. It was just sort of the time we had grown. Like Chris wanted his own thing instead of running something for someone else. Why not? not that he'd yeah. ever change it. I mean, he loved being part of minor tours. So did I. It was 
the best thing for us. So it just was time to become the Nolsey Academy. No, no, that yeah, I, I, I get it. I what, and I've followed um, Christine as well. So just for people who don't know the the stable that you've got currently, you've got yourself, uh, Liam. Jonathan Haggerty, yeah. uh, you've got the yeah. who's who's the who's the girl who what a uh, who, who's the girl uh, Marie McManaman. Yeah, Marie and the the young the young girl that you took to the WBC games. Uh, so Ellie Ellie, Ellie Harbour. Ellie, yeah. Yes, yeah, Ellie. She's pretty. She's good. She's, yeah. she's going to be a future yeah. prospect. How many fights she really had? She's had loads of fights. because she's, she's still a junior, but she's she's gone to she's all the tournaments. She's yeah. had. She's still she has racked them up. She's won eleven. She's won eleven junior world titles, maybe twelve. Yeah, she's pretty. When's she eighteen, good. mate? Uh, October the first. Right, and what's her weight? <laughs> she is fifty-seven kilos. We're gonna match her. We can match her. We can match her. Yeah, Bryony. Bryony. Fifty-seven kilos. Bryony. Bryony. We got. We got plenty of good girls in, in, yeah, in yeah. Perth. So a leg with Vickers. A leg with Vickers over east. Fifty-seven. Fifty-eight. So I just yeah. so anyway I just wanted to go back to uh, how, how's the dynamics with with training with with mm. with with Christian is it is it a pretty tight bond or do you like is it a love hate relationship or just <laughs> I I, I I'm, not, I'm not saying it is or it isn't I just you know like I, I know a few friends who've like you know Dale White and Dean White he was trained by his dad you know Toby was trained by his dad Blair, Blair. you know we've had uh, Max McVicker trained by his dad Dave McVicker so I just wanted to get into the dynamics of how you and how you and your brother go as as a as a team good or bad Lyndon I good mean, or bad I, I, I mean it's always good of course yeah of course so like um, my my old man passed away when I was 19 so Chris right, Chris sorry, filled a massive that. void for that mm. yeah so I it, it, Chris filled a massive void for that for mm. me anyway but yeah. even nice. even growing up I always looked up to my two older brothers I always wanted to be around them mm. and we like pestering them, like, what are you doing? I want to join in, and they're like, no, go away. <laughs> but I think, I think, our, I, I think our relationship's good. I mean, it's it's good, and then we do fight about some things because, as brothers, sometimes you don't need to talk. You can know what's going on, but then other times on. you do, yeah. but you, you you forget you forget to actually talk. Yeah. So I think I think more on my side. I think. Chris would like me to do a bit more and I don't realise and then sometimes I'm vice versa. I'd like Chris to do a bit more but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't ask for a better relationship with Chris. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so. awesome. And just for those who don't know outside the UK, I do know, just tell people on the podcast, uh, Knowles' Academy, I think, it, did it get the best gym in the UK? Uh, yeah, so we've we've won it three years in a row. Three years, wow. it's three years. Four year. That's it's right. going to be four years this year. <laughs> yeah, four of course years. it is. Yeah, I well, mean, mate, that's... well, yeah. John, I mean, John, Jonathan's just knocked out Nong O, so I mean, yeah. what other gym can say that? So yeah, exactly then right. I'm I'm still going to have this baby by the end of the year. So so, so I I I did know that you'd uh, won it uh, two in a row, but I didn't know it was free. And, yeah, and, and like yes, yeah, as I said, it's got a. Uh, non-key Payouf Dean White's gym was uh, last in 2007 and for those who don't know there's like a, a voting system every year and, and to get to get the best gym in the UK has some really good a voting uh, system that's yeah, how it should be yeah. and it's got some good accolades around it right. and, to, and to get it three, three years in a row is, is is a testament to what you and uh, your brother Christian have done and you, nah, and it's all Christian yeah. well, it's all Christian you know, for what it's, yeah, for it's, what it's worth you know Muay Thai has exploded you know around the world uh, mm. The U- UK, we know in Australia how strong it is. Australia's been a bit funny with Muay Thai because we we ex- we actually I'm not sure if the UK is the same, but we exploded with Muay Thai back in the 90s, 
and the early 2000s, and it might have taken a bit of a dip um, in the mid-2010s. And in the last three or four years, Muay Thai has just exploded again in Australia. So it's kind of been a bit up and down. It's, it's obviously here to stay. Yeah. But all the way over here, we know the Nolsey Academy. Yep. So, you know, Christian and yourself and Jonathan and all, and all the, the big and names Liam, that are part, Liam, of, a, a part of that gym. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a world-renowned gym. So I, I think uh, what you guys are building and what your legacy will be in the future is um, something pretty amazing, mate. I don't know what you're going to do when you hang up your gloves, whether you'll become a coach there with your brother, but it sounds like that gym is going to be pretty strong for many years ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so too, to be honest. I think it's just that Christian's dedication is there's no other way it cannot, it can't be basically the way he's dedicated to it. Yeah. And and what about, oh, go on, can it. I can I ask what's it like training? Do you all train together as like stablemates? If like one of you's in fight camp, do the others come and help you, Lyndon, or is it a pretty tight group? Because that I mean that that stable, like you say, Haggerty, yourself, Liam, uh, Helly, and there's a, f- a couple of others that you mentioned there as well. Is it a pretty tight stable? Like you know, when I had my gym in in uh, at, at Tobin's and at Dean's, we were a pretty tight crew with Simon and Maria and uh, Stuart Kemp and. Uh, Michael Clark and stuff and a few of us we were pretty uh, and noodles we call them we were pretty tight and I've seen that you know bad company as you've seen with um, Jordan and Liam and Andy Housen and uh, uh, Melita they had a pretty tight little small small team but a pretty tight team is that the same for for you guys as well? Yeah, of course I don't I don't think it would work if mm. if we weren't a tight team like because there's only one of Chris. Mm. So <laughs> sometimes we have to share 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 the load between us, you mm. know. Like we'll work together while Chris is with one of the boys, and then it, it sort of rotates and everything. But yeah, I mean, I could thankfully I couldn't thank the boys enough for their help. Mm. I mean, I know uh, I know John's half the size of me, but Jesus, when he hits you, it doesn't feel like it. He's got some and he's, he's so Imagine. fast having having to chase him having to chase him round, and yeah, even even Liam. Liam's seventy eight, but he, he's he still hits like an absolute train. Yeah. And then there's uh, Seth Kett as well. He fights at sixty five now. He just he beat Rafi on one of the last Raw shows that Chris did. Oh wow! Um, I've been training a lot with him recently. It's a big win. Yeah. So we all we all muck in together. So do you coach? Otherwise, Lyndon? it wouldn't work. You've got. Do I? Yeah, I coach. You coach. I do a little bit. I try and still focus on. Looks after early. On fighting first, so yeah. I, I do the lunchtime classes at, at, at the academy. Right. So because I'm here, I train in the morning anyway. So I do the lunchtime classes, and then sometimes in the evening, it's hard for me to commit because I've got three children and here, there, and and, yeah. and everywhere juggling right. everything. Yeah. And can I ask a question? Do you know with your st- with your style? I watch. You know. Uh, I studied a lot of gyms and I studied a lot of coaches, but not going into too much detail. But with Christian, I see that, you know, with Jonathan and especially with Liam, he moves a lot from moving into Southpaw and moving back into Southpaw and being an ambidextrous fighter, you know, moving backwards into Southpaw or orthodox or moving Southpaw and then kicking and then backwards into Southpaw and kicking. Is that part of the style or is it just uh, being ambidextrous and just countering off off the moves as a coach? Is that something you guys work on? Because I do do really like it and and some of that I've adopted into into my coaching as well with my team. Yeah, mine's nowhere near like John's and Liam's just because of the size. Yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) But... um, but yeah, like Chris is really good at 
figuring out a way if you've landed in a position where you you wouldn't normally do to then be able to still make something happen. Mm. So it, it's about being adaptable, and they sort of Chris has sort of turned it into a way where it's sort of a style. You haven't realised you may have messed up. You might have actually messed up to land your, your foot. You're now in Southport, but it's so natural for you then to do something else. It looks. It doesn't look like you've made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So if you step into southpaw and your left kick, but you miss, then you can move into a right punch or a right kick or a right knee, yeah. and, and vice versa. If you're moving it's back natural. into southpaw, yeah, yeah. it's natural. I actually do really yeah. like. I do really like the style. And if and if if, as I said earlier, if the uh, academy has been voted the best gym three years in a row, that's pretty much a, a pretty uh, testament to the gym. And and as you said, to your brother's to your brother's training. So. All I can say from my side is I'm really happy you took the fight. Uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to showing you. We'd not only just bring you out for a fight, but we'd like to show you Perth, and you're coming at a great time, Darius, in the we'll, summer. We'll be taking you boys out for yeah, lunch we'll with Alex it, the next day. Yeah, he, taking you out for we'd a We'd like beer, to take the main take, event take boys you, together. Take and you out for a scene, look after you. And you then can come, Bundy. And then of course ho- you can. You know, hopefully you'll want to <laughs> want, want come back again. But I just wanted to say, uh, firstly, thank you for coming on to MGGP in Australia. Uh, and being an advocate champion, and I just wanted to ask a question: What does it, what does it, what does it mean to you, Lyndon, to hold the WBC World World Titles yeah. the, as the heavyweight? Because for me, I really like, the, I really like the heavyweights, and it's a, it's a really exciting division. So, what, what does it mean to you to hold that uh, illustrious green and gold? Established in Bangkok, Thailand, Primo Fightwear has quickly become one of the most respected new names in Muay Thai. By producing contemporary fight gear with new levels of quality and style, our mission is to provide an arsenal that will carry you from the start of your journey all the way to the championship rounds and beyond. With modern design cues and premium materials, we aspire to create products that bring beauty and diversity to the world of combat sport while honouring and paying homage to the various cultures that inspires us. This is Team Primo. This is our fight chain. What, what does it mean to you to hold that uh, illustrious green and gold? Uh, I mean, I absolutely love it. I mean, you can ask Liam. He takes the mickey out of me all the time because he's like, he's jealous. We he's know jealous. <laughs> no, no, because no, Liam won it. Liam, Liam won that's it. Right, he had yeah. to vacate it because of one championship. That's right, he did. That's yep. right. And uh, who did it? Who, who did it? Who did Lyndon? He beat Buggenham. That's who you beat Yusuf Buggenham. Right? Was that in Belgium? Yeah, Houston's is a lot bigger. Yeah, wasn't it? that was in Belgium, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. no, seventy six, seventy six. Yeah. It would have been seventy six. Yeah, seventy six. Seventy six was no, it might have been seventy four. Seventy four. Seventy four. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and uh, but like he always gives me grief because I'm always posting pictures with yeah. he's like we get it, Lyndon, you're the champ, leave it alone. But I know you took it mate, to Venice. If yeah. I was a champ, I'd be I'd be posting it every day too. Don't worry about yeah. that. <laughs> I heard you were polishing it and, sh- and showing it around Venice when you went to Venice with the WBC, and I I heard that you were uh, a bit of an advocate and you were doing doing well out there as an ambassador. So uh, as well I done. said, I think you're a really good uh, gentleman champion. Uh, 
and dresses to impress. Dresses to impress, but it's all you're also a character. But I think you're also you carry yourself very well as a as a champion. So I, I think it's an apps for me and Darius to bring you to Australia. It's an absolute pleasure. So we I are ca- super I ca- excited ca- to, thank to you have you, enough, mate. I can't thank you enough, Lyndon. And to have the heavyweight it's world title on Earth. Yeah. Wait, cool. till you, wait till yeah. you see. Wait till you see our crowd, Lyndon. Wait till you see our crowd. Yeah. Yeah, oh, mate, I've seen some pictures. I can't wait. If I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw um, Alex and Panda announce, Big Panda. I was like, please, please let Alex win so I can come <laughs> to Australia. Yeah. yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna take you around. You're gonna you're gonna love Perth, and October is a really good month we have some of the best weather in australia uh, beautiful beaches yeah we've got a we, there's a beautiful pub in perth called the raffles where we take all our main event fighters for lunch the next day it's right on the river so you're definitely gonna yeah. love it sounds um, amazing but you know yeah. uh, it's, it's got to be said we're not finishing by the way i've got a lot more questions to ask you <laughs> but <laughs> it's got to be it's got to be really recognized that mate you're the champion you're the heavyweight champion of the world um arguably you wouldn't know it in england though. <laughs> well arguably it's the best belt to have right i'm a big guy you know um, I'm 100 kilos, so I, I appreciate the big, the big boys throwing down. Mate, you didn't have to come to Australia to take this fight. I'm sure if you put your foot down and uh, you wanted to fight in your hometown, take it nice and easy, not have to travel, you, you could have you know, got your way with why? the promoter. But to, but to no, take why? it, and George Jarvis did the same thing when he came to Perth, and we, take, we took our head off to George Jarvis, and we said the same thing. He came to Perth and fought George, man. You're doing it as well, mate. So, so props to you for coming to Australia to defend your belt. And uh, Neve, no, Neve did to as be well. honest, that's the way I like it. I mean, I've fought in England twenty years. This this guy and see the world. Is this your first time in Australia? Yeah. Great. Well, yeah, Neve. Uh, we brought Frankie and, and Neve out here, and she defended her yeah. title here against Shannon Gardner. So, you know, we have a uh, we have a pretty strong connection with the UK fighters, and that's obviously uh, you know through Gab coming from Leeds. Um, and you know, why not? The U- the UK is one of the, st- the strongest countries in the world outside Thailand. And uh, we've built some really good, you know, relationships with with the UK Muay Thai uh, camps, and you know we, we're going to continue to to bring the UK fighters and the, and the, the champs out to Perth. But um, let's talk a little bit about yourself and and Alex Roberts, the Viking. Um, you're six foot, Alex Roberts, yeah. uh, and and uh, and look, I've been watching some of your fights, and every fight I've seen of yours, you're fighting big big guys, right? Much bigger than you, so. Alex Roberts is not going to be any different for you. You're used to fighting the boys six foot four or whatever. He is a bit of a specimen. He's he's, he's a big man. Um, you've, you've probably been watching him a little bit. I'm sure he's been watching you. Uh, you know he's big and strong. His nickname's the Viking. You don't get called the Viking for nothing. He is the inter- international, uh, or sorry, the uh, in- WBC international champion. He's the number one ranked in the world. So we've got a legitimate title here. We've got the champion versus the number one and the international belt holder. It doesn't get any more legit. Uh, you know, as far as matchups go, what's your take on Alex, um, and how you're going to beat him, mate? How do you think you're going to beat him? <laughs> so my, my <laughs> can't give away too much. My takes on Alex is um, is he's a great fighter. He's earned his he's earned his his shot. That's why I was I was willing to defend against him because he's won. Has he won the Australian national title as well? Yes, national and international. State, yeah. national, he's, he's and won the in, national. international. Yeah, that's right. And he moved up. He moved up the rankings. That's right. He did it the right way. So yes, yeah. it's, it's a sort of like my duty as the champion. You can't be a paper champion, can you? I mean, that's the best way. That's the best way to look at it. Yeah, we'll we'll prop right, to you. I, I thought I proved it when I went to the Ivory Coast, like to still sort of see people like, oh, it's down Australia to lose again and all that. It's a bit like, come on, I've already done this once. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit negative. Like, yeah, 
But so see, Alex, Alex I've, I just it's like another fight for me, you know, mm. like a big, strong guy. He's got some skills. I've just got to be compact, composed, and just do what I do and worry about myself. Because if I put what I do into play, a high percentage of the time I win. Yeah. Nice. And look, I, I, I've taken some notes and, um, you know, watching you fight, um, mate, you are highly skilled. I, I, you know, and, and, and if I thought there was a, um, if I thought you had, you had some holes in your game, I, you know, I would mention it, but I'm looking at your fights, I'm looking at your hands. Uh, for a six foot, and no disrespect, you're short for heavyweight. You're a strong clincher at six foot. Um, you you don't care. I like to clinch. Yeah, you don't. But it's unusual. Normally, mm. you've got a disadvantage um, in the clinch against someone six foot four. But but you hold your ground well, and you you keep busy in your knee. Um, you know you, you know you're 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 very active. You got some pretty slick moves. Um, you got a really nice spinning elbow. And what I've noticed with you is you're very selective when you throw the spinning elbow. Too many fighters, uh, and I, you know, I've been around in Muay Thai for a long time. I've been a referee for you know almost 18 years, so I've, I've refereed probably thousands of fights now. I see so many people pulling moves that just aren't realistic, and they just don't work. But I see you when you're in trouble, uh, and you're about to cop a big right hand because you've kind of missed with a jab, and you've kind of gone to the side. You just spin this elbow out from nowhere, and when someone's, when your, your boy's coming back at you with a big right hand, you've clipped him straight in the face with, with a spinning out elbow. For a heavyweight, it is so fast, uh, and it comes from nowhere. Um, you know, I think that's your advantage of being a bit smaller. You, I, I think you're going to be quicker. I, I'm sure you're quicker than most of your opponents. Um, I think you're going to be complex. quicker than Alex. I think Alex is going to have to keep his guard up because you've got a you've got an overhand right that also comes from nowhere. Um, and you know, you've got some. You're pretty tricky from from what I've noticed. You got shots that uh, I suppose the best way to say is you're unpredictable. You know, um, you, you've got shots that come very highly skilled shots that come very fast at you. I'd hate to try and defend against you. No, thank you, but it, it, it all comes from, I'm quite, well, so the beginning of my career, when Christian was still still around, I had big heavyweight sparring, so I've got a lot of that in the bank. Yeah. And now it's sort of, I'm the other end, I don't want to spar massive, like heavy yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. And everything. it's worked out quite well that now I, I've got a stable Smaller fighters, faster fighters. So well, yeah, I have to work on my on speed. I have to work on my. Yeah. I have to work yeah. on my IQ. So I got, I got the sparring, the heavy sparring with the big boys the when first few it. years when, when Chris it. was still around and when I needed it. And now I've got the young boys trying to keep up with them. Like I've got to pick my shots, like you say. I've got to have good IQ. I've got to be sneaky. I've got to try and because mm. they're even quicker than I am. I, I do believe that I'm pretty quick. You are quick and, for a heavyweight, yeah. And so I still have to try and keep up with them guys. So I'm quite lucky at how it's worked out. It's worked out perfect for me, really. Yeah. And look, as much as we, you know, say all those strong points about yourself, um, you know, Alex is a beast, man. He, he's a strong man. He's a he's a big yeah, of man. Course. My, my personal opinion will be he's probably one of the strongest opponents you, you've, you've probably had. It's not just his size. It's his muscles, his strength. Uh, he's a physiotherapist. He, he knows all about the body. He does a lot of strength and conditioning. So, you know... He's probably not going to be as fast as you, um, I don't think. I, I mean that, you know, respectfully. I, I love Alex. I'm, I, I class him as a mate. So, you know, I can say that. Um, you're probably going to be a bit faster. He's going to have more size, more power. He'll probably try and bully you with his size. You're probably going to try and, um, you know, 
surprise him with your, with, like your with your speed. Um, I just think it's such an interesting it's a great matchup. Game. I don't I don't want to comment too. Try much. and pick a winner. I don't want to. Co- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Well, it, well, it's for me personally. It's it's number one in WBC international versus world champion. You can't get any better than that. And yep. as Lyndon was saying, uh, you know. Uh, Alex has earned his right. He's he's stepped up on the rankings, and, and that's how it. that's how we try and build all our mm. fighters on our shows. If we give them that route, Lyndon, you know, they follow the traditional routes as you've done to get to your world title level as well. And for me, I just want to put on a, a great fight for the fans. I'm a, a fan of yours, and I'm a fan of Alex, and yeah. uh, I just can't wait to you know touch wood, everything lands well, and we get you both to uh, compete in Australia. It's going to be uh, a night to remember. Yeah, I, I believe so too. So you're gonna share. You're gonna share with us your game plan, Lyndon. No, can, 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 can I ask? I, I just wanna. I just wanna. But you know what you're gonna yeah. get. It's, yeah. it's there for everyone to see. Isn't That's it? true, actually. You can yeah. see. Yeah. 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 So I, I just want to talk about um, when you're not in fight camp. What do you like to do, Lyndon? And uh, tell us about yourself. And, and tell and tell yeah. and tell us some of that the Muay Thai fans might not know about you. Some like quirky interests. I always like to ask out out to the left field kind of questions. So, what do you like to do when you're not in camp, getting grilled, grilled by your brother and your teammates? And then tell us some of that we don't already know about you. It's probably obvious. It's eating, isn't it? <laughs> uh, That's every fighter's dream, like having what they want for sure. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty normal. I've got, I've got, I've got three kids, so I have to, so I have family, to look after family them. man. You're a good That's, family man. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, so your family's uh, a priority. Um, uh, like to play a bit of PlayStation. I, like my boys like Fortnite, so I try and join in with them. But nice. to be honest, I'm too shit at it. So. <laughs> They don't want to play with me. Don't want to play with awesome. dad. Don't want to play I'm with like, dad. Yeah, you're it. going to bed if you don't stay up and play Fortnite <laughs> with me. Go to bed. Sorry, mate. Let, let's run it back to, um, obviously, you're, you're proudly holding your, your world WBC belt there. Tell us about some of the other big achievements and other belts that you've uh, you've you've done in your life, along in the your journey, career. Along the journey, along yeah. The journey. So my first world title was uh, WRS World Ring Sport Association world title. I don't know about eleven years ago now, <laughs> um, against Christian De Paolo, eighty-four kilos up in Sheffield. I mean that was it was his hometown as well, so I've, I seem to have done that my whole nice. career, sort of going to people's hometowns and uh, upset everyone. Um, well, I was lucky, so I managed to sell. I managed to sell four tables because I, I took a coach. I got forty people, forty to sixty people up, and because they had four tables, they were all round the ring. They were ringside, so it sort of turned out. That's great in in, in the territory. So, yeah, so that was that was pretty class. And then the the, the uh, coach journey home was unbelievable. I got on the coach with him. Had was, a few of those. Was, I've had a few of those on the way menace. home. It yeah. was just, it's just mad. Yeah, it's just carnage on the way carnage, home. Carnage, good fun, good, great memories. Yeah, of course, belt. good fun. Banged I did up have with to, your belt I had to beer. stand up and tell everyone to shut up at one point because I wanted to go to sleep. I was like, that's enough now. Can <laughs> just How long was the journey back? Uh, two hours. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, two too and a half, bad. Two and a half hours. Yeah, Sheffield. Yeah, so that would have been that would have been wicked camps. Wicked camps promotion. So you've you've on on your way through to where you are now. You've obviously won some national. And some local belts, national belts, I assume. Yeah, so I've won the I've won the um the UKMF English title, ISK British title and English title, um, ISKA European title. Um, I've won a Lord wow. of Cage World title, K1 fight. 
Was that one in, was of that in a Ronin... small gloves in the cage for Muay Thai? Or... No, no, right. it was it was K one, so kickboxing. Um, Do you have you ever Ronin... small gloves? I haven't. Right, I haven't. Okay, yep. Uh, and then I won a Ronin World Title at ninety three kilos. It was like a mixture of. It was sort of kickboxing, but it was with elbows. There was no clinch. Right. So it was. That's an interesting. Interesting. Bit weird, yeah. It's hard to it's hard one. to clinch. It's hard to elbow without clinching. Yeah, exactly. You a come into the clinch but, and then push yeah. off an elbow. So, I, I, yeah, I won that, and then unfortunately I lost the European WBC title fight. Um, but it's, it's 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 mad. It's one of my favorite fights and my least favorite fights at the same, same time because it was. It dropped me like twice in the first round, and then I come back. I come back, and I thought I had him, and I had him round three. And where I was just chasing the stoppage, I got caught with an elbow, and all of a sudden uh, I'm on the floor going to Chris Batchelor, going, "Can you help me stand up, please?" And then eventually I stood up, and he passed out and needed gas and air, so I had to wait twenty minutes to, for him to be come round and yes. and be declared the winner. Wow, is that that's, right? That's unique. So that's he, a, he passed that in the yeah. ring or between rounds? Yeah, well, like collapsed, yeah, and had to lay down and get gas and air, and I had to wait 20 minutes for him to come round just to be told I lost the fight. Well, hang, hang, hang on a second. So, did, sorry, that's, this unique, is, this, that's this, a unique situation. This, isn't it? This, is, this is a bit of my forte. So, uh, I'm the head referee for Australia, for MTA, Muay Thai Australia. So, uh, I've got a bit of a, a background in this. So, did he pass out during a round or on his stool? No, no, no. So he sort of passed out after he knocked me down. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Did you so get I've, up? Did you get I've up been though? Counted. But you got up no, before. I, I missed the count. Oh, okay. no, I missed I gotcha. the count. Sorry, sorry. So I the thought ref waved it off. Gotcha. And as as he's waved off, just come to claim uh, the winner. Yeah. Carlos come, get is sort of like had a like a heat stroke or some sort of. Okay, okay. Just exhaustion. But you didn't make, you didn't make that count. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Got it. Okay. I thought yeah, he passed yeah, out. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I thought he no, no, same. no. Yeah. Okay. Because that. That's, that's crazy. Different. That's no. crazy. Wow, that must have been a hectic fight, man. What, what's that guy's name? I'm going to watch that fight. What was his name? Uh, it's Carlos. I can't oh, remember Carlos. His I've, re- I've really written that down. That's the one you mentioned before, right? Yeah. Carlos. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got that's our media one. team bringing it up online. Yeah. So I've got a, I've got a couple. And then. Uh, go, Lyndon. Sorry. And then um, I had a break and I sort of come back. I come back and I started, I started fighting again at, at heavyweight and I was doing all right. And then there was talk of me fighting Boogenham, the uh, the other one. Is it Yassin, the Yassin. bigger one, the Yassin, bigger one, yeah, who yeah. was he was he big. Was, when... So there was talk, there was talks of me and him fighting, and then COVID happened, and he dropped loads of weight, didn't he? he was That's right. Meant to go back down to like he was meant to fight a middleweight or something, seventy-eight kilos. But wow. I don't think I don't think that ever happened. And then because obviously I got put in at number one to to fight him. We were going to fight that never happened. So then my brother made the fight against uh, Matthias. From Leeds. Yep. And then oh, we had bad, two fights. From, from, I bad, lost, from bad company. Yeah, from Barco. We had two fights. I lost the first one. I'm going to say I won the first one because <laughs> I think I won the first one. Fair was enough. that for the, was we, that for the Raw title? Back. Was that for the Raw title? No, so it was for the Raw and the WBC, and the WBC. heavyweight title. Right. Yep. So it. he won the first one. I won the second one. Yep. And then I went on to then defend in Azerbaijan in the Ivory Coast was probably the best experience I've had so far. Yeah, we're talking about I got off the plane and, and people, I got off the plane and people knew who I was because Oli the Machine was a bit famous, <laughs> famous out there. Um, Mate, so we, everyone recognised me straight away. We've YouTube. I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. We've used uh, YouTube that footage of you doing an outdoor pad work session with your brother 
and you were just surrounded by people watching. And I don't know, was there a couple hundred people watching your your pad your your public pad work session? It, it looked like an amazing oh, experience for you. You must have been buzzing, man. It, <laughs> so it was, it was in the afternoon. I'd had I'd had my I was out, I always have a nap in the afternoon just because yeah. that's up. what we do. I'm just that's Power what up. I do from training. Mm. So so it's still routine. I've had my nap. And they've gone, oh, you've got to come to media. And like media back home is just a camera. No one's going to be there. No one pays attention to it back home, really. It's a bit of a, like, yep. they might use a bit for social media. But anyway, we're driving. And all of a sudden, I can see this crowd. Two, three hundred people. Ali, umbaye. I haven't done, Ali, I haven't done my hair. I haven't <laughs> done anything. And I'm like, I haven't done your hair. What are we walking into <laughs> it, mate? I was like, because I say, so why don't, like, it's all right now to wet it down, but like when it's dry and fluffy, I look like um, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. <laughs> the old like, man. Crazy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like, I'm like, what? And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah, they're all here to watch you. Well, for anyone out like, there listening like, and watching, cool? if anyone out there watching this, uh, and, and listening to this podcast, uh, I highly recommend that you YouTube that footage and watch you do your outdoor um pad work what what was what's it what's it it's on it's on, it's on the face it's on the wbc muay thai facebook page it's on the wbc muay thai facebook page okay yeah right. and going back to, going back to the well, i think we should put that on our page guys. Yeah. we'll put that on the mtgp page just for a bit of i think we need everyone to look at that because that was truly amazing yeah spit out there and just going back to your your the surname of matus it was matus uh dusmal yeah matus dusmal was his surname yeah Lyndon. Um, yeah, mate, it's an amazing story. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for you. Uh, we talked about Muay Thai before, uh, on how it's just you know it really has exploded on the worldwide scene, and you know a lot of that is attributed to one uh, one FC, and obviously this year even this year has been out of control, man. To be able to come home from work, you know, have some dinner, sit down on the couch and watch uh, one Lumpini has been absolutely amazing. Um, I've been very lucky enough. I've refereed there twice this year. Um, I'm only the second Australian to, to referee, and you know, I think the third or fourth Westerner. Uh, I, I started, I refereed back there in March. So that's probably one of the highlights of my career. But 1FC, what it's done for Muay Thai and how, is, how it's exploded around the world, you know, it's been exploding for a while, but this year, thanks to one, I believe thanks to one, it's just gone nuts. It's gone mental. Um, have you noticed that in the UK? And, and tell us a bit about the, the UK Muay Thai scene, because obviously I'm very close to Gav. Uh, we're you know business partners and and you know very close mates. So I I hear a lot about the UK, but then I see it everywhere, social media, other people, and as an Australian from a, from a very uh, you know from a very Fantastic. I suppose strong Muay Thai country that we are, we hear about the UK as another level. Um, is that how it's perceived over there? Is that how you see it? So I believe outside of thailand uk is the best place to fight to be honest like there's shows every week there's big shows yeah there's smaller shows like it is so busy every weekend there's probably a show out there so it's it, wow. it is massive your juniors have I mean, so many fights before they even turn 18 i mean max mcvicker uh, george man they, they both had almost 100 yeah. around 100 fights as juniors it's just we don't have yeah. that junior system in australia as such yes that's what I mean. It's at every level there's an opportunity to fight in the UK. Mm. Like if you're a junior, you can fight. You're a beginner, like amateur, you can fight. 
you're semi-professional, you can fight, you're professional, you can fight. Oh, so hmm. it is massive in England, but it's, it's still not well recognised, you know, that, hmm. what I don't get. I Isn't that like, sad? It's to be so popular. We've got the best sport in the world, it's, and it's the same for Australia. It's just not a high rating, uh, um, I suppose, commercial proposition for business. And, and that's what it comes think down to, money. I think the tables are turning now. It's with, slowly with, getting there. With one F, with in one Australia, uh, a, a big national TV channel is, is Channel 7. Um, very similar to what you probably hear in Thailand. But Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel 10 in Australia. Channel 7 is by far the, probably the, the biggest station in Australia. They've got like an app or, or like a, a secondary station called 7 Plus. Now, 1FC amazingly did a deal with 7 Plus. So we've been very lucky in Australia. Every oh, that's fr- wicked. Oh, mate, every Friday night we get to turn our TV on, not the app, not the iPad, not the iPhone. You still can do that on the app, but we get to watch it on our TV um, and watch, you know, one Lumpini every Friday night, thanks to Seven Plus. So, I think that in Australia has really, really grown the sport this year. And you know, for us, who knows? I mean, Gav and I, you know, we run a show. We've we've got a pretty big show now, and we've always spoke about how do we get our show in particular to the next level. Um, we just can't go to the local TV station as much as we'd love to. And Gav always wanted to, and say, you know, sh- show our show on TV. But for Seven Plus to pick it up, and, and especially One FC. It's gone bananas, um, and I really think, I really hope One FC continue with it every every Friday night next year. But you know, more time in the next couple of years, it, it, it's it's pretty exciting. It, it really could go anywhere. I reckon it's just at that that cross point at the moment. What, what do you think? Yeah, I 100 percent agree. Like, I'm super grateful for the career I've had, and then but I do have got I've got a bit of a green eyed monster in me going. Oh, Keep going, jeez, man. Like, if I was a little bit younger, like, yeah. But, but yeah, I'm gonna keep going until I can't stop. So hopefully, yeah, maybe, maybe I still. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So. And, and but it's definitely on the up. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's massive. And so in the UK, mate, tell us what's the and and good or bad, positive or negative. Tell us what's and all. What's the perception in the UK of a, of the Australian Muay Thai scene and and the strength or or not strength of Australian Muay Thai? What 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 do they think of it, of of our Muay Thai? I mean, I think Australia have got a great Muay Thai. I mean, for me personally, because I've trained at the WMC a lot, um, Bruce was there all the time. Bruce McVeigh? Um, yeah, WMC Lamar. Yeah, yeah. WMC Lamar, yeah. yeah. And then in Kosamui? Yeah, Ralph Beals, yeah. Jim in Kosamui, yeah, I've trained there. Yeah, because obviously Ralph, Ralph, yeah. Ralph and Paul were minotaurs. I trained there so 20 years always, ago. We're always, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're always there. Jonathan yeah. and, uh, Paul Sawinski, is it Paul Sawinski? Yeah, 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 the yeah, Sting, yeah. The Sting, the Sting yeah. heavyweight world champion, WMC. Yeah, yeah so I... I I mean, I Man, he to, fought on the K one in Tokyo, eighty thousand people back yeah. in the day. Mm. So like, it, it probably it probably kill me, but I used to kick his butt at FIFA every day, every lunchtime <laughs> when we were out there. He's a big man. Was it England he's, versus Australia? Yeah. Was <laughs> it England versus Australia, Lyndon? <laughs> well, he won a, he won a WMC world heavyweight title. Mm. Who, who were the football? Yeah, te- yeah, who were the football the teams? Him and him and Alex Daly were there. Alex yep. Daly, yeah, yeah. Who were the football teams, yeah, Lyndon? Was it Australia versus England? Uh, I, I don't know. Don't, I, don't mention the Man Ashes because I'm a Man United fan. I can't, I can't remember that. I just, I just remember the important bits beating him. Yeah. Well, mate, one of one of my favourite Aussie fighters, and of course, you know, a lot of a lot of Aussies will say John Wayne Parr, and I fully respect and I love John Wayne Parr. Um, in fact, probably a little known fact to a lot of people outside of Australia, but you know, there's been quite a few Aussies that have actually beaten John Wayne Parr. Um, you know, John Wayne Parr is the man uh, around the world as far as Muay Thai, but he's had a few losses. He's lost to guys that he's also beaten and they've had trilogies. So he lost to Bruce McPhee, um, and, yeah. and, and, but he also beat Bruce McPhee as well. 
There's a Perth, uh, there's a, a a Perth coach and legendary fighter, Daniel Dawson, Daniel the Rock Dawson. He had a few fights on on One FC towards the end. He had three fights with, with John Wayne Parr. Uh, his last fight he fought after an eight year hiatus. It was probably a bit of a silly fight to take. But the first two fights when they're both in their primes, it was one apiece. So um, Eugene Eckleboom, a, a WMC uh, champion for Perth, he uh, fought Rayan Simpson in that big show in Jamaica. About 10, 12 years ago, he he won the he, he yeah, so, so it, Perth boy Rayan Simpson from Holland was one of my favourite Muay Thai fighters at the time. So the Perth boy Eugene, who's a mate of mine and, and supplies our show with a lot of his fighters, uh, he beat Rayan Simpson for the WMC a world title, and I think that was a fight John Wayne Parr fought Borkow. Did yeah, one of them get a broken arm? Yeah, Liam, yeah. Liam, and then uh, Liam Corbett, Harrison. Did Corbett fight uh, Spong, uh, Tyron Spong? Spong. Yeah, uh, Liam fought Tyron Spong. Tyron Spong. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Clifton yeah. Brown, Clifton Brown fought in that show as well. Yeah, That's right. Liam so, fought. Sure. Liam, Liam fought Anawat. Anawat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. So, so there's yeah, been some real. A... So there's been some real big. I mean, and, and of course, you know, a Perth young boy, 18 or 19, actually beat John Wayne Parr. Probably Toby Smith. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Toby Smith, but he um, he's a yeah, legend. He's a legend of Australian Muay Thai. He yeah. beat John Wayne Parr when he was 19. So it, I suppose I'm. I mean, I love John Wayne Parr. So the point, the only point I'm trying to make is that um, there's lots of other Aussies as well, you know, um, besides John Wayne Parr. And, you know, Nathan Corbett is probably my favourite fighter of all time, I reckon. Mm. Big boy. Yeah, man. You know Nathan Corbett? Yeah. Carnage? Uh, wait, of course. Look, I've, I've met him I've met him a few times. Like, oh, amazing. He fought in the Muay Thai Premier League with Christian. Like, oh. that didn't, it sort of, it had some traction, that, that show, but it sort of, I don't know, they run out of money or something, but I met oh. him a couple of times. And uh, yeah, he, he you watch his fights and he's he's unbelievable. The elbow king, wasn't he? And, like his Instagrams, yeah, his Instagrams pretty class as well. Well, he's he's doing some good things. He's been in the United States, I think. I don't know if he's still there. I haven't yeah, seen him for a while, but he's been doing yeah, tours so and <coughs> seminars. Yeah, and he commentates a lot on hmm. on Lion Fight, doesn't he? Because I was I was yeah. trying to fight on Lion Fight. I've been having some negotiations with them. About that uh, well. Don't worry about Lion Fight, mate. You're on Muay Thai ground. No, I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not at all. <laughs> mate, we've got it. You know, we've got, you know, we're, we're probably a bit biased, but we we have. You know, I think you might be surprised. Um, how do I say this without sounding like a dick? Um, we've got a pretty big show, and and our live <laughs> audience, amazing. our live audience is pretty big. And I have coaches from around Australia that've been on our show who've told me, pulled me aside on the night, saying um, we've got the biggest live audience in Australia. They've never been to a show or fought at a show with the crowd as big as ours so we're very lucky for our Perth fans and our Perth audience and a big thank you to the Perth people because we are a very strong yeah, Muay Thai state um, and they're very loyal to their gyms and their friends and their family they they do come out in droves so um, I think you might be surprised yeah. we, we, get, we, get, we get a you know, pretty good crowd we've got, we got a pretty good setup and you know Daniel Dawson the man I mentioned earlier no. he, he's a big part of our show he does oh. a lot of our interviews uh, so he will. Yeah. I, I promise you, I, I'm not going to be surprised. I was desperate to come and fly out there, so ah. it looks amazing. That's what I want to. That's what I want to do. Like, Mem- memories, Lyndon. Memories. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So it, look, it looks incredible. I've, I've, I've always kicked an eye out on the Muay Thai Grand Prix Australia. It always looks incredible. Um, whenever I spoke to the guys, George or Neve, and like, what, how was it out there? And they've always said amazing. They've never said anything bad. And it was the same when everyone was like, why are you going to the Ivory Coast? Mate, that was the best decision what an experience. of my life going to the yeah, Ivory Coast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I can't wait to redo that again in Australia. Well, Frankie Harders and Neve, we, I think we looked after them and Frankie 
He thanked us. We've had Aman Barlow and Mark come out here, and, yeah. and, and Mark even said publicly on social media, it's the best they've ever been looked after, and they, they love that show. And that was in the early days of our show. That was four or five years ago. We've grown a lot since then, and you know we really want to get Aman back out here. Um, and I think George Jarvis and his dad, George Gav, I think they enjoyed our time out here. Oh, and, they loved um, it too, yeah. I think they, they really family. enjoyed the experience. Great so you've family. only got those guys in the UK to, to chat to, and um, yeah, I think they've all had really good experiences, mate. Do you, do you like football, Lyndon? What football team do you support if you like football? Uh, I'm, I'm a Man United fan. Yeah, I, did, ha- United, I like, did, hear, did hear that. No, I'm, a ni- I'm a 90s baby, isn't so, I? So so obviously, so I support Man United. Is that who so David Beckham played for? Yeah, he's a Cockney, uh, is it, is a co- he's a Cockney Red, as they call him. So here's a question <laughs> he's, he's, right. he's a, here's a question for you, Lyndon. Was, was it offside at the weekend against Arsenal or was it not offside? Uh, well, never offside, <laughs> is it? Never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, he's got a class. Yeah. Well, well, if when you come to my gym, there's leads everywhere, so we'll have a bit of a banter. And you've got yeah. you've got Sack, who's our Thai trainer. He's former Rajadam champion in the golden era. He's a Man United fan. You've got me, who's a Leeds fan, and then we've got Jack Free Fifty, who's a Liverpool fan. So we've got all the dynamics in our oh, gyms. Brilliant. So, so yeah. yeah so Everyone like, hates each other. Everybody hates <laughs> fo- football wise when it comes <laughs> no, on, love, when, it come, when, yeah, it, when it when it comes when it comes to Saturday. Yeah, that's right. But uh, Saturday or Tuesday or Wednesday, but yeah, we'll get um, you. We'll get you here to the gym, to Gav's gym, GTG, and yeah. um, do some pad sessions. We'll get some of our production crew here, and um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get some of your um, your, your sessions filmed. And I think it's going to be a massive buzz for the yeah. for the gym. Oh yeah, be a massive gym, uh, massive buzz for the fighters. We've got some really good fighters out of this love gym. The a lot of up and comers. I think it's going to be a blast for, for oh, the I students. Just, Gav. I just, yeah, I just love fight week, picking the internationals up. You know, welcoming you, getting you settled in. And then just like, as I said, win or lose or draw, whatever it is, we just like to look after you guys and, you know, want you to yep. come back. So for me, it's all about like creating memories, you know, like with Dean and when he used to bring like back in the non-keeper, if he bought, can you remember Chan Rit when he fought Richard Cadden? He fought, uh, yep. he fought uh, I think he brought Sam, uh, Shorty James Carr. He trained with, Shorty. yeah, he trained with, mm. he brought, he, he looked after Sayok in the corner with Sam Rock. Uh, and some of the just older golden era, and and I I just want to create memories. So uh, and I as I said to you earlier, I can't thank you and your brother enough for for, for as tr- champions for for defending your title and coming to Australia. And uh, you know I'm looking forward to uh, welcoming you and hosting you, Lyndon. So thank you. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Like I said before. All right, um, all right, folks. Well, there it is. October 14, Muay Thai Grand Prix Australia. Uh, Gavin and I uh, and Nick, we're, we're, we're pretty chuffed. We're very biased, but we think, uh, you know, the heavyweight boys are throwing down for the world title. It's not very often you get a heavyweight world title in your hometown. Oh, it's a world-class fight. It's Linda Knowles fight. versus Alex the Viking Roberts. I mean, Alex is a beast himself. So, you know, it's it's just such an amazing matchup. It's, for us as a promoters, it's, it's a dream to have this, have this bout in, in Perth. We can't wait. Um, there's a lot of people behind this bout. We've got people, um, some big names in Australian Muay Thai that I know they're coming across from Melbourne and Sydney. One of the one of the biggest promoters in Australia, Sai Nudgee, is coming across, and so we're very excited to have him. He's got Rebellion, um, so we'll introduce you to him. But yeah, we're we're really looking forward to it. Um, it's getting a bit of hype, getting lots of hype. Um, I think it's going to be a really good experience for you, and of course for Alex and all our other fighters. But uh, October 14, everyone tune in. Uh, we'll be there live, and uh, we thank you very much as the champion to come to Perth yeah, class. and to felt, class. defend your belt. It's a very noble, very class thing to do. And, you know, I know Alex is very appreciative of that as well. So from all of us in, a, in, in WA and, and us as promoters, mate, we thank you. And uh, we, we, can't, we can't wait to, to, to bring you out here. I'll, I can't wait either. It's going to be <laughs> exciting.
Oh yeah, yeah, good where, point. Yeah. Can you give us your handles? Where are your social handles, Lyndon, for the people wanting to follow uh, you? So Instagram, Instagram is uh, Lyndon Nolsey Knowles, and then I've got a Facebook page as well. It's connected to the Instagram, but the Instagram's what I do most of my like right. fighting stuff on. So Lyndon Nolsey Knowles, um, and I've got a link in my bar if you want a Lyndon Knowles T-shirt nice. and shorts. If you want to pick that up, bring some well. t-shirts with you, mate. We'll put it on our. Um, we've got a. Uh, we've got a clothing we'll stall, store. We'll stall some bring t-shirts. t-shirts. We'll get we'll our stuff to sell for you. you and give you give you the proceeds. So if you want to bring some t-shirts with you, go for it, mate. Set it yeah. up for you. Sweet. Thank you. All right, guys. Check out Linda Knowles, WBC World Heavyweight Champion. Good on him for coming out, and uh, we'll speak to you later, mate. Take Thank care. you so much for having me, guys. If you just want to hold hold on there, mate. We'll sign off and we'll have a chat. Of course. <laughs> Thank you. And big thanks to uh, big thanks to WA Muay Thai Media and the man, uh, the production king behind all that, um, and mate here, Bundy. Come in here, Bundy. Come thanks, on. Thanks, Bundy. Come and say hello to everyone. Uh, thank you to Bundy for setting all this up for us and the production. And pushing the WA Muay Thai scene. Yeah, pushing the WA Australian Muay Thai scene as well with you and Tom Mallet. Look at that T-shirt. What a great T-shirt that is. Um, good on you, Bundy. Thanks for all your help. See you later, everyone. Thank you. Yeah.